the Missional Life Podcast, inspiring kingdom-minded believers around the world to live the mission of God in their lives. All right, welcome back to Mission Life Podcast. Today, we have Sean B., recording artist from Nashville, Tennessee, who's here to talk to us about his new hit song, Step Into My Story. Sean, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you guys so much for having me. I'm excited to be on with you today. Absolutely. So, Sean, you wrote Step Into My Story as sort of a way to process some challenging times in your life. Help us and our listeners step into your story a bit. Tell, tell us what was going on in your life that led you to create the song. Yeah, so so that song really was, you know, for, for me personally, it was kind of dealing with that issue of, you know, I'm sure many people have experienced this before of when you're you're taking so many attempts at something you're trying so hard at something and it never seems to work out it never seems to work out you're you know you're running into the brick wall every time and then you know eventually you stop and you realize okay i've been doing the same thing and getting the same results acting the same way you know and with no changes like maybe the problem is me (laughs) and so this song is really kind of addressing that surrender piece of it of saying you know god like i'm tired of doing this my way because my way just keeps getting me in messes i'm tired of you know putting myself first i'm tired of making sure that you know whatever is happening it's like i'm just out to benefit myself and you know it's it's that season of life that i kind of battled through that this song is really addressing and laying on the line of that you know that season of surrender of saying god all right i've done it my way and i've made a mess of things and now I want to do it your way because not only am I tired of being hurt myself, but I'm also tired of knowing that I'm responsible for the hurt of others around me. I'm responsible for, you know, the, the role that I played in somebody's life that, you know, now they have, uh, you know, they have a bad perception of who I am. You know, that's, that's not really me, but in, in my own pride, in my own head, I let things get to that point. And so it's that, like I said, just that surrender of saying, God, I'm done doing it my way. I'm doing it your way now and I need you to, you know, step into step into this story because without you it's just going to be a continued cycle of this of this very same thing. Yeah, it's just I love the word surrender because so many times like if we we think of it as like a bad word, you know, especially yeah. in in Christianity, you know, like oh, I and and surrender can be so good and yeah. it can lead to so many um, so many positive things. What, what did that look like? What did that process look like for you to finally like, just put your hands up and say, God, I surrender. Like, can you walk us through that? Yeah. So it's a, it's a lot of, um, self-evaluation, a lot of answering difficult questions and a lot of accepting some things that you don't want to accept. You know, I think it's the hardest thing to do is to be honest with yourself about, where change needs to happen because I feel like our tendency just as, as humans, our tendency is to pass the blame and say, you know, I, this wouldn't have happened if they didn't do this or if they did, I wouldn't be like this if it wasn't for them, you know? Um, and we, there comes a point and I, especially for me, there came a point in my life where I'm like, okay, I am this way because of me. 
And that's the hardest thing to say, like when that, when that way is not a good way, the hardest thing to do is say, I am that way because of me. Like, I can't blame this on anybody else anymore. There's nobody, you know, there's no one that I can throw under the bus. This all has to do with my decisions and my choices. And so in that, when that season came for me, it was kind of, like I said earlier, just kind of tired of that, that same old formula, that same repetition of, you know, just getting into something and then everything blowing up and then just that kind of thing. And so for me, when that change came was when I finally just said, okay, I need to look at what's wrong with me. I need to look at what are the common factors in, you know, why are these relationships going bad? Why, why are the things that I'm getting into not working out? Um, you know, why does it seem like I keep making progress and then taking steps back? And, you know, what's the common factor in that? And, um, you know, almost all the time it ends up being, you know, it ends up being me or, you know, if that's you in that situation, it ends up being you. Like it's, it usually is us and something has to change in us. And, um, you know, I, I heard it said so funny and like, ironically, like, you know, wherever you go, you're there. And so, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, referencing to that, like, you can't just keep moving and run from your problems because if you are your problem if your heart or your mind are your problem they're going to be wherever you go you know you can do whatever you want to but it's always going to follow you until you change who you are and so in that season of realizing like all right there there was just you know there was really just this period of me saying like god change me because i'm tired of you know getting mad at this person this person this person like just change me and and let's start there I think that's so empowering too, when we can grab hold of that responsibility, but then, you know, God comes in and he's like, no, I actually don't want you to shoulder that. Yes. I want you to give it to me. I want to step into your story as your song says, but can you just share with us, um, you know, for the benefit of the listeners to like, who helped you through that process? Were there influences in your life or just people that kind of came alongside you, um, but really helped you during that process yeah definitely so it was um you know my my family i grew up in church and my uh, my grandparents my grandfathers on both sides of the family are pastors and so you know i always had kind of that that biblical background and everything and so that definitely played a factor and their just continued guidance of like you know hey just uh, pick it up, you know, get the old grandpa lecture going, and you know, um, which in the moment you hate to hear it, but you know, in the long run, you're thankful for, you know, the wisdom that they pass on. And it's, you know, sometimes it's a, it's a tough pill to swallow, but, um, you know, they say what has to be said. And so I appreciate them for that. Um, you know, also it was, um, my wife and we have a two-year-old daughter, um, who, um, you know, really, I think it's when it's, you know, change change had been happening for a long time but it was when i when i found out that i was going to have a daughter i was like man like i have to really like now i have to really get my life together <laughs> because it's like i'm not i'm not just responsible for you know for me i'm not just responsible for my wife like i'm responsible for now raising this child and so you know she really just put a big seal on all of the change that God had been doing, you know, for, for years before that, you know, as God just was transitioning me in such a huge way through, you know, the great seasons. And, um, and when, when my daughter came along that she was really just like the last piece to the puzzle that was like, 
okay, this is like, you're, you're the last piece of motivation that I needed because now it's like, you know, raising, you know, raising somebody and, you know, showing her the values that I want her to have instead of telling the values that I want to have, you know, being, um, you know, being the kind of man that I would feel comfortable with her marrying someday, you know, um, and, and just all of that. And, and I think the really cool thing is when you have situations like that, that kind of force you to change, I think that's when the real change happens, you know, um, even rewinding just a little bit, the, the initial spark of real change happened when, um, I got, I got really heavily into, um, into children's ministry and I was, you know, I was blessed to be a a children's pastor for a season. And that even, even before my daughter came along, that really sparked too. I would say that's when everything started to come together is because, you know, you kind of the same way, like I talked about my daughter is now I'm responsible. Like if kids are looking up to me, am I the kind of person that I would be proud for them to look up to? Or am I the kind of person that's saying like, Hey kids, trust me, don't be like me. You know, like what, (laughs) what, what message are we bringing? Are, you know, are we living by example or not? And so, um, you know, just to answer that question, who, of who influenced, you know, the, the change and everything, I think it was just, it was just influence from every area in life that God really knew that I needed that season. And he put me in situations where it's like, Hey, you don't have a choice, but to change, because if you don't change, then I'm going to knock you down and I'm going to knock you down hard. And I did not want to be knocked down. And so it was like, all right, you know, let, let's step up and let's, let's be responsible here. And, um, you know, so it was just, it was a great season of just, um, discovering new things about myself, discovering new things about God's love. And um, not only that, but just how to treat people and how to put others first, how to put, you know, um, you know, just God above all and then others above yourself. And when you do that, just like the fulfillment that comes in from that is just incredible. Um, And so, yeah, it was a great season where I was just influenced by so many different people. Yeah. I love how you highlighted sort of this kind of concept where things are, are, are caught, not taught right yeah, uh, with yeah. kids and uh so we can kind of teach them things so much but it's really what they see us doing that's um, right they they catch those things and so uh such an important such an important and love that you are uh taking that so seriously and just in living that example um so important um so you were going through a lot of challenging situations it kind of forced you to that point of surrender and where you just kind of put your arms up and said like god like i can't do this you kind of realize that where you were was essentially, you know, a result of your own choices and things. So you, you put your arms up, you say surrender from there on out, everything was probably quite easy, right? It, it probably, it, <laughs> <laughs> everything was perfect. Just like it says in the Bible, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, that's, what happens uh, after surrender? What, what, tell us about yeah. that. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's funny because after surrender and I, I tell people this a lot, after that surrender piece, if anything, it gets harder to do. Like, like it, it gets harder in a weird way because now the next time something like the old you would pop up, like, you know that you know better. You know, it's like, it's like, what? am I falling back into this? No. Is this that same mentality that I used to have? Am I showing that same heart that I used to show? Ah, man, this is, and it kind of guilt trips you a little bit more. And so it's so funny how, you know, just 
just these these feelings of like you know guilt and things will rise up and like try to pull you back from from that change that you're making you know they'll they'll pop up and remind you like you know if it's hey remember the time that you did this or hey you're you're acting like this now but do you remember when blah 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 you know like like those kind of things it's those those guilt feelings that pop up and so it almost makes it harder to continue to go and then you know any time that you do slip right away the the mentality goes to like oh i knew it i'm no better than i used to be like just because just because you tripped up one time you know and so what what i always tell people because i i know i can't be the only one that deals with that (laughs) um Mm -hmm. what i always tell people is that you know i i would rather fall forward knowing that i'm falling towards god you know trying to walk towards god i would rather fall and fall forward than stand up and stay still and never be closer to god just stay you know stuck in the same place that i am i you know i wouldn't want to stay in that same place i would rather be falling towards god knowing that i'm trying and making that effort every day and so you know, for me, after that surrender piece, it just became this constant, constant, constant season of prayer, even when I don't want to say even when I didn't need prayer, because you always need prayer. Um, but even when I wasn't just like, you know, oh, man, God, I'm stressed out. I just need to pray right now. Like it was just like throughout the day, you know, just going into an interaction with somebody, leaving an interaction with somebody, just this reflection of like, all right, God, did I, you know, did I speak the way that you would want me to speak? Did I, you know, handle myself the way that you would want me to handle myself? And I, I found that as the awareness and the preparation got stronger, then it became easier to not fall back into the old mindset or into the old heart of like me first, putting myself first. As I, you know, as as I begin to pray on that more, and as I begin to do those those checks and those self awareness things a lot more, it became more so habit, and you know, you kind of had to force that new habit on. So definitely, after that surrender season, it wasn't easy. If anything, you know, it was harder because I was aware of it. But as time went, and just like anything, you practice it more and more, and it's really hard at first. But as you continue to practice it, you know, it gets something that you know becomes habit to you, and so. So that's where I'm at even in my life now is, you know, just continuing to try to make a habit of of showing God's love of, you know, allowing God to speak through me when I speak and making sure that I'm representing and and not feeling like I'm a failure when, you know, when something pops up and reminds me like, yeah, hey, you you love people like this and you treat people like this now. But remember when, you know, just kicking those taking those ideas and saying, no, 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 that's you don't have me. You can't pop up in here anymore. Like, that's not that's not it. I'm different now. And the different me now is to give glory to God. And that's what I'm going to do. And so when those things pop up, you know, for anybody listening, you know, when those when those feelings of guilt pop up and remind you of who you used to be, I mean, you you remind yourself who you are now in God and let those reminders of who you used to be remind you how awesome the God that you serve is because he took you out of that and now he has you on this brand new path. And so if anything, instead of pulling you down, those reminders should lift you up because you're like, wow, this is really cool. God took me from that to this. Thank you. That's so good. I love what you said about falling forward. That is such a, just a good thought provoking statement. So really appreciate you sharing that. Um, With that process as well. Are there any scriptures that really stood out to you that you can share with our listeners that you have stood on during those times of prayer? 
Oh man, yeah, there, <laughs> there, there's a lot. How much time do you guys? Have? <laughs> um, um, you know, one. I, I don't want to say one. I, I do. I do have to share a couple. Um, you know, first of all, consider it pure joy when you're faced with trials of many kinds, because we know it's, it's, that. I, I know that's a common verse that you know people reference to a lot, but it is the truth because as we put God first and we continue to go through those trials, we know that we're not just getting beat up. We know that God is going to be standing on the other side to pull us through. So when we go through the fire, we know that it's, you know, there's hope in it because we're going to be refined through that process. And there's such a difference of, you know, walking through that fire when we know that we have God because we know that there's a purpose to what we're going through. And so people are always like, well, how can we consider it joy when we're going through this? It's like, you're not joyful because the thing is happening. You're joyful because of what's going to come from the thing happening. You're joyful because you know what the testimony is going to be when God pulls you through this. And so, you know, before I get to the other verse that has just been so impactful in my life, I want to really just emphasize on that part because because something that you know I, I talk about all the time is this phrase that says, we did not come this far just to come this far. And I believe that when we have God in our life, we realize you know, it's not only hope for a future, but it's hope for our past as well, because it shows us we can look back and see, I went through that fire for a reason. I went through that fire for a purpose. And it the purpose doesn't always have to be about us. The purpose can be about somebody else, you know? Like I, I tell people all the time, like your story, it can impact somebody else in a major way. Your story of the fire that you went through can save somebody from going through that same fire. You know, your story can save somebody from a life of drugs. Your your story can save from somebody from, you know, an abusive relationship, from making terrible decisions. You know, your story can help redirect somebody's path who's going down that same road. And so when we say we didn't come this far just to come this far, we know that God gives purpose to everything that we've been through and ultimately will use it for his glory. So our lives then become this living testimony of what God can do. And we can say, look at where I was and look at where I am now. And let me do my best to show you how I got here so that I can try to help you skip a couple of really bad seasons that I had to go through. If I can save you from having to go through even one of these things, then that is giving glory to God. And that is using my past hurts and, you know, the fires that I've been through that is using those things for good. And so we can find joy in that, that, man, I've been through the fire but where the joy comes is that God is going to use that for his glory and God is going to use that to lift somebody up in the future. And so I can have joy in that. And so the other um, verse that I love to talk about is um, Ephesians. I believe it's um, 320 it says now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish far more than we can ask or imagine. And again, not only looking forward into like, you know, God wants to do this for you. God wants to do this for you. Like God has a plan for your future. God has hope for you and he has purpose for you but glory to god who can take what you were and use it for his glory far more than you could ask or imagine you know you you know the person that you were you know the mess that you were and god will do far more with that person god will transform that person that mess of a person and create them into you know this this beautiful person who is going to love people and represent him through everyone that 
that they come in contact with, who's going to be a reflection of God's light. And so, you know, glory to God, because yes, for our future, he's able to do far more than we can ask or imagine, but also, you know, by taking and transforming who we were and making our past and the value of our life more than we could imagine, you know, God just shows up on so many levels there. And so, you know, those two verses, I think really just, you know, the, the start and the finish, they, what they all come together to say is that, you know, God is incredible. And because of God, we know that we did not come this far just to come this far. You hit on some major issues there and, and it's just so encouraging that you live that out where we, we think about the, the wise man built his house upon the rock, right? And mm-hmm. when we build our, our house on scripture, when we build our house, when we go through challenges, that rock is scripture, that rock is God. It's, it's that, how we apply that word to our lives. And so when things come at us, um, when we when we go back to that rock, when we just say, no, like this is what the word says, and we, we put those promises of God in our own life, um, we're not washed away and we can continue to go. And just love that you didn't give up. You were facing so much. You surrendered. You kind of hit that sort of that moment in your life, that Red Sea moment, you know, where the Israelites are like, they come to that point, like, we can't go any further. Like, we got to do something different. God's got to do something. And uh, you kind of hit that in your life. Well, take us, you know, now into the music side. You said you did some ministry with, with children. How did you begin to move out of what you were doing and now move into doing music? Yeah. So, um, music was always something that I really, you know, it always had a big part in my life and it was something that I always kind of aspired towards. And it was just another one of those areas that, you know, I would, I would try and and fail multiple times. And, um, again, all of that coming back on me and the attitude that I had towards it, you know, the, the reality is, you know, for that season, I, I started in hip hop music before I, you know, started doing the pop stuff and, and for that, you know, at the beginning of that hip hop season that, you know, I was, I was in high school and all that. I really believe that I, I used it as something that would, you know, bring me glory, something that would glorify myself. Cause it's like, Oh, you're so cool. You're a rapper. That's awesome. Um, and, and so I, I truly believe that that's why nothing ever worked out is because I had the wrong mentality towards it. You know, I obviously the, the lyrics were Christian and, you know, I the things that I said were Christian, but the heart behind it was I'm doing this for me. I want people to know, like, I'm going to prove it to people. Just that that teenage rapper mentality of like, I'm going to show everyone I can do this. <laughs> you know, like I, I definitely I definitely carried that. And it was like a, it was like a weird attitude. So um, that was something that I had always like. I had always wanted to do, but definitely like the heart was not in the right place at that time. And so I just really felt that like be ripped away from me. Like, nope, sorry, it's it's not going to happen. You can continue to try to make it happen on your own, but it's not going to. And I saw that in a big way because every, you know, business relationship that I would get into around that with that heart of I'm here to serve myself it would end and it would end really badly. And it just, you know, it would not gain me any ground. And if anything, it would just, you know, it would hurt my pride, which needed to happen. Um, And, you know, it would just, it would really set me back and it would discourage me. And so the passion for music was always there, but it was something, you know, in that surrender season, I said, all right, God, you know, this is, this is what I want, but if I can't handle this and if this wasn't what you want for me, then, either show me how to be ready 
or show me where you want me right now and I will give you 100% of myself in that area. And um, that's when I became a children's pastor. And that's that's where God that's where God wanted me at that time. And so I gave 100% of myself to that area. I mean, I'm talking about dressing up like an Australian safari leader and doing vacation Bible school uh, with the accent and everything. And, you know, just jumping around, being silly, throwing yourself out there. Um, you know, I, I truly did. I gave a hundred percent of myself to that, to that area, to that ministry and made sure in that season, going back to that prayer, you know, you know, God, if I'm not ready, show me how to be ready. If I'm not the person that you want me to be, then, then show me how to be that person that you want me to be. And what God showed me is I, you know, one, I need you to give yourself to what I, what I want you to do. And, you know, two, I need you to love others more than you love yourself. And I need you to want to elevate others. And even if it means you take a way back seat, even if it means that you, you know, don't get any glory at all, I need you to lift others up and I need you to be that person. And so, you know, through that season, I, I, I really focused on that. And, and those children's pastor years, those were like some of the most fun years <laughs> that I've ever had. Um, it, it's just the, the challenges, you know, kids ask the craziest questions. Um, you know, we're telling the story about, about, uh, we're talking, telling a story about Joseph and, you know, he's in, he's in prison and, you know, there's the cupbearer and the baker and stuff. And I'm telling, I'm telling like the kid friendly version in <laughs> Sunday school and the kid raises his hand, like, that's not really how the baker dies. And what happened was, and then he just like lays it all out. <laughs> and then like a couple of the kids freak out and I'm having to explain to parents afterwards. <laughs> like it's, it's so cool. Kids keep you on your toes and it's fun. So that was, that was a really, really fun season for me. Um, through all of that, I continued to write music and, um, I really, I, I had to let that go. And, um, you know, for me, the, the pop music was something that I always wanted to do even more so than hip hop, but I think hip hop was just kind of the culture that I was in. And so I adopted that. And so where the music came in there is as I was doing this, um, you know, this children's pastor season, I was blessed to, you know, be able to occasionally be a part of the worship team at the church as well and join them for a few things here and there. And, um, you know, God really kept that passion for music alive. So as I started to write more, I was like, all right, God, I want to write songs that like you want me to write. I want to write songs that are going to say something and not just sound cool, you know? Um, and it was really cool because when I passed, you know, metaphorically, when I passed the pen over to God, the songs actually meant something. And they were like the coolest sounding songs that I had ever come up with. Um, and so it was just kind of like, you know, God telling me, Hey, check your heart you know, make sure that your heart is in the right place. And, and I truly believe that God does give us the desires of our heart, but it's when our heart aligns with his heart that we can really see that happen. You know, God wants to make sure that our desires for, you know, for our life match his desires for our life. And so when my heart finally aligned with where it was supposed to be is when I saw those, when I saw those doors open and, um, you know, I, I had this awesome opportunity to take a vacation out to Nashville and I had a friend out here that I had met just through some church interactions in the past. And he was like, Hey man, I got some people that I want you to meet, you know, come on down and have a couple of meetings. And I'm like, all right, yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool. I, you know, love to meet people while I'm out there. And so I sat down with who is my team now, uh, we rock entertainment. 
I sat down with them and um, it was really cool because um, I remember the first guy I met with, we talked for like probably like two and a half, three hours. And he just asked me questions about me, like, you know, who are you? What do you do? What have you been through? How'd you get here? Kind of like we're doing now, kind of like interviewing a little bit. And, um, and without even, you know, hearing any of the music and he's, you know, so finally we, we get through this long conversation. It was supposed to be a 15 minute coffee meeting turned into like a three hour conversation over, you know, a couple rounds of coffee. And, um, <laughs> and then finally at the end he said, okay, cool. Well, yeah, you seem nice. Well, let's go listen to some songs. And then I got to show like some of the songs and, and all the songs that I showed were from this new, you know, from this new fresh writing perspective that I have of, you know, when I ask God, you know, all right, God, write for me. Like, I just want to glorify you through this. And I want to do what, you know, I want to fulfill this passion that you gave me and honor you at the same time. And uh, so, you know, that obviously translate translated into the relationship that I have with We Rock Now. And um you know, it has just been an incredible blessing to, you know, have people that not only not only like the music that I do, but they believe in me as a person and they continue to, you know, make sure that I'm growing and making sure that I'm take you know, being taken care of, you know, spiritually, that I'm, you know, there for my family, that I'm having the right heart and uh, mindset behind everything that we do. They really just continue to reinforce that work that God started in me. Um, and so, you know, now we're here and, and, uh, it's crazy. <laughs> when when you were talking, it's just I I kept on just really seeing just this contrast between law and grace, and how when you were just doing it for your own, you're, I'm going to do it. I'm going to show everybody. I've I've got this, and yeah. and that that doesn't work. Law doesn't work. You know when we're when we're out for ourselves, when we're trying to do it our in our own strength, when we're trying to do things for our own you know, popularity for our own, yeah. just, just raising, just for our own agenda. Like it just, it just doesn't work. And, and Jesus, you know, he just kind of waits. Like, are, are you done yet? You know, like, <laughs> are you going to surrender to use your verbiage? You know, are you like, are, are you, yeah. are you ready to surrender yet? Like I, I've got a better way. I love, I love the visual of that. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> and he just kind of, you know, he just waiting. Right. And like, yeah. But grace is about what God does, what what he has done and what he does. And so when we just kind of let go and stop messing with things and try to do it in our own strength, surrender and move into the grace and let God do what he's already done and kind of flow that in and through you. And yeah. like you, that's what you said. Like, that's where your best stuff started coming. Like, that and, and God just imparted things into you and it just there was a supernatural flow rather than just a sort of a, a natural doing. And so um, I think that's for all of us, we need to remember that God can do so much more through his grace and has done so much through his grace than we could ever do in our own strength. And yeah, such yeah. an important principle. And I, so I, when you sat down with the, with the people in Nashville, I'm, I'm, they're just kept on asking you questions about like, who are you? Who, who, who are you? And, and I know kind of, even in your artist name, Sean B, like this, the idea of being is a really, really uh, important topic for you. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Just like who you are and, and tell us, tell us about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the B it's uh, it, it comes from this, this call really is this call to action and it, it's really cool because it kind of sums up almost everything that we talked about mm -hmm. to this point is that, you know, I, I really believe that God, 
has us here for a reason. And I really believe that God um, can take everything that we've been and, you know, transform it and use it and, you know, create it to be something beautiful. And so um, that B at the end of the name, that's like I said, it's called action. It's saying be that person that God created you to be, be the love of God, you know, be that reflection of God's light, be that person that God really has you to be. Not the person that you, you know, think that the outside influences want you to be. You're not the person that even in your own mind that you think that you should be, you know, give that all up and be who God has you to be. Because that version of you is the only version of you that you should care about. That version of you is the best possible version of you. And, um, you know, just to go a little bit deeper, um, I think that everybody, everybody has, you know, this, this dream, this aspiration, something that they would like to be, right? So everybody has that. Mm-hmm. And the big question is, well, how do I get there? How, how do I do that? Um, you know, for, and it doesn't matter where it is. Mine happened to be music. Everybody's is different. And it's, it's really cool that what's, you know, it's what makes us all unique. Um, it doesn't matter what it is. Everyone has that question of, well, how do I get there? What do I do? What steps can I take? And I really believe that I saw this in my life, the most effective approach that we can take to being that person is to, you know, change our hearts and change our minds and focus on the things that we can control. And that is what kind of person are we? You know, how do we treat others? How do we treat ourselves? You know, do we talk down on ourselves? Are we negative to ourselves? Or are we arrogant? Do we hold ourselves too highly? Do we think that we're better? You know, like, how do we carry ourselves? How do we love others in the day-to-day setting? You know, how do we make an impact? Is the area that we're in a better place because we're there? Or is it just kind of like, oh, yeah, no, you would probably be happier without you. <laughs> you know, like the things that we can control are those kind of impacts that we have. And I feel like when we focus on those things, then that's when God sees the trueness of our heart. That's when he sees the humility of our heart. And that's when he does the things that we cannot do. And, you know, accomplishing those things those dreams and those aspirations that are so much bigger than us. It's not just turnkey that we, you know, we can, we can open up the door for ourselves and make it happen. These dreams are bigger than us and we need something bigger than us to allow them to happen. And so how do we get there daily? Step-by-step we focus on ourselves. We make sure that we're the kind of person that God called us to be. And then we give it up to him. And when he sees fit, then he says, okay, now I'm going to step in and I'm going to do what you can't do because I've seen that you've done all that you can do. Um, And so a really long explanation to explain where the B comes from, but uh, it's something that I'm, you know, I feel very strongly about and very passionate about. And so, um, you know, just for for the listeners today, if you're listening, watching, um, I I just want to encourage you that that thing that you're striving for, that thing that you're working towards, you know, look inwards and work on yourself and make sure that you are that reflection of God's love, God's light, and, you know, focus there and then pray to God to do what you can't do. And, you know, if you feel that you're ready, then take that up with God. That's something that I had to, you know, ask God. I said, God, I think that I'm ready, but God, if I'm not ready, show me how to be. And when I prayed that, God showed me a lot. <laughs> and, um, and, and he transformed me into, you know, the person that he 
made for me to be, and he's continuing to transform me. And I think that's how he works in all of us. That's a really good point. And I know that that's uh, kind of influencing and helping shape kind of this next generation is kind of a really big thing for you. Can you tell us kind of what, what does that look like? What does it really mean to you to help inspire a new generation to find their identity in Christ? Yeah. Oh man. I, right now, man, in the next generation, identity is a, it's a very hot topic. Mm. It's uh, you know, it's something that you, you hear a lot in the next generation. Like, you know, what is your identity? What do you identify with? How do you identify what you, there's all of this that goes into it. And, you know, ultimately our job is to, you know, lead the next generation to say, Hey, your identity is in Christ. And, it's really hard when we have to compete with, you know, everything that it is that we have to compete against because there's so much messaging from the outside world saying otherwise. There's so much messaging saying, hey, your identity is not in Christ. Actually, it's in this or it's in this or it's in following this trend and that trend. Um, and so right there, it's it's very tough for us to, you know, insert this message without it just kind of like falling to be white noise. And so, you know, for me, I feel very strongly about impacting the next generation in being there and being kind of like, you know, frontline in the mix with them, living life with them. I had kind of referenced to this earlier of, you know, being the kind of leader that's not going to say, you know, hey, do this, do this, do this, but I'm going to live a different lifestyle. Um, you know, we need to be leaders for the next generation that are living that life that they would like to model their life after. And so, you know, we, we walk alongside of them. We show them that there are these other ways. We try to help them learn from the lessons that we've learned. But then on top of all of that teaching, we need to make sure that we hold ourselves to that standard of saying, you know, you are living the life that's worth this person paying attention to the worth this teenager paying attention to worth this kid paying attention to are you being the kind of person that, that they should want to emulate and um you know and so it, it really puts the pressure back on us <laughs> you know we, we always say like oh this next generation they're crazy they don't know like like the the pressure's on us right now because we we have to live we have to live to that standard for them to say okay yeah that that is something that i would want to live up to that is something that i want to aspire toward that is something that i want to ask questions of how are you how did you become the kind of person that you became um and so i really think that it starts with you know starts with being there with loving them and with making sure that uh, they know that that love is authentic and that you really want to be there to spend time with them, to see that change. You know, you're not just using them for a statistic or for a story of like, yeah, look at, I, I changed this kid's life. All right. Like, it's not about that because if that's the mentality that you have, you know, I've, I've seen teenagers, they can, they can pick that up in a second, you know, they, they know, but when that, when that love that you have for them is authentic and when it's real, that's where it starts. And, you know, they, they begin to trust you. And then just by the way that you're living your life, your lessons go on top of that. And I think that that's really, that's a huge responsibility for us. And that's a responsibility that, um, you know, I'm, I'm very serious about and something that I'm very blessed to say that, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm ready and I'm able to take on that responsibility. So you, you were in Colorado and you did some of your ministry, you moved to Nashville here. You've just released this, uh, this new song 
this new song, uh, Step Into My Story. What's next in your story? Oh man. Um, some, some cool stuff. Some really, some really cool stuff. Um, my, uh, my wife and I are closing on our first ever house in, uh, in about a week. And, uh, it's, it's outside of the town a little bit, you know, we had to, we had to go out a ways, but we're still really excited. It's a huge, um, huge milestone in, in our marriage. And, uh, so we're just really excited about that. So on the family level, you know, it's, it's crazy. We're getting into a, a fixer upper and, uh, we're just going to start a lot of DIY stuff. So we've been watching a lot of YouTube videos. <laughs> we've done that before. Yes. <laughs> so we're, we're excited about that season. Um, I, I am not, I, I will admit as, as much as I hate this, I am not very handy. Um, and so this is going to be a fun adventure for me. Um, but I, I am excited because it's, you know, I've always wanted to learn how to do something cool and build stuff. So here we go. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that, that's on the family level. And then on the music level, we have, um, some stuff that is really, really exciting coming up. Um, I can say, you know, a, um, there will be probably we're looking at an, an album or an EP coming out at the the early next year of 2023. Um, and there are just, there are some really, really, really cool opportunities that I'm super excited about, but I've been told that I can't say anything about yet for another month or so. Um, but um, I, you know, what I can say is that no matter what it is that is next, you know, musically or personally or, you know, family, anything like that, um, no matter what it is, it's, I, I count it as a blessing, you know, everything that is in front of me because it's, you know, ever since I've been able to switch to having that mentality, even in my children's pastor days of, you know, man, this is what I'm doing. This is what God's allowing me to do. You know, this is a blessing. And so whatever's in front of me, I, I love to have this mentality now. And this is something new that God taught me is, you know, love what I've put in front of you as much as you love what you're praying that I will put in front of you, you know? Um, so just basically like love what you have as much as you love what you want. And so, you know, whatever is next, as long as it's in front of me, I, I want to love it and I want to value it. And I want to show God that I'm thankful for it um, because I've definitely been in seasons where it's like, you know, feeling like like nothing would go right. And, you know, I'm just kind of complaining about everything. And <laughs> it's a lot less stressful to stop complaining and to just start loving what's in front of you. And so, you know, whatever comes, it's, you know, it's going to be thankfulness and and love that surrounds it for sure such wisdom. Wow. Well, when you are able to uh, share some of those new things that you have in your life, come back and talk to us. We'd love to love to share those. Absolutely. I will do that for sure. (laughs) So where can our listeners connect with you and how can they get a hold of your music? So uh, my website is seanbmusic.com and you can jump on there. That'll have links to everything. So Spotify, Apple, you know, wherever it is that you stream your music, you can find it on there. There's also music videos and stuff, links to YouTube, um, links to my social media as well. I like to be very engaged and interactive on social media. And so, um, you know, if you 
follow me on there if you want to talk shoot me a message comment on a post or something like that i always love like you know when especially because it's the area that i'm passionate about when you know younger aspiring artists are like hey do you have advice on this or hey will you check out my lyrics or will you check out this beat that i made you know those kind of things um i always love when those things come in because it's like yeah i i of course i want to help like cultivate that and help bring it up and that's really cool and so or even if you just want to talk if you have questions about you know what you heard today or if you'd like to hear us talk about something the next time I join the Mission Alive podcast, um, you know, I, I love to interact and engage. So, um, yeah, SeanBMusic.com. You can find links to all the social media platforms, all the music, all the fun stuff. Awesome. Listeners, we'll have those in the show notes as well. Sean, what an honor to have you on the show. Such wisdom and such passion. And so we just we just speak blessing over all you put your hand to. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys a lot. Amen. Thanks for your time.